This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Five Star Zone Podcast with Rico Baird and the Big Ten Network's Howard Griffith. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. I'm your host, Rico Beard, Howard Griffith from the Big Ten Network. Kind enough to join us pre-Thanksgiving, pre-big game, Michigan, Ohio State. Howard, let's just jump right into this. This game has a different feel. This is already a big game, but now I look at it. Whoever loses this game, how do you go home? Like, if Ryan Day loses with no Jim Harbaugh on the sideline, does he have to take an alternate route back to Columbus? And if you're Michigan, if you lose, does that almost discredit the last two wins you had against Ohio State? I mean, or am I just looking to reading too much into this? No, I, I think when, particularly from Ryan Day's perspective in, in Ohio State, I mean, it's you think about the immense pressure that's there already um, for losing to to Michigan two years in a row, and then you couple that with not having Jim Harbaugh on the other sideline, and you take a loss there. You know that uh, that's going to be tough, right? I mean, we know both fan bases uh, really want this game and know how important it is, but I think when you look at it, you know, there's so much pressure on Ohio State to finally get over the hump and. Uh, for Michigan, Michigan has you know kind of been Michigan for the last um, you know couple of years. And you look at last week's game, you know I think you probably have some people that were really solid behind Michigan uh, as far as who will win this game. After watching them last week, I'm sure some other people have said, well, "Wait a minute, Ohio State is looking really good." Yeah. Uh, so it'll be it'll be fascinating to see, but it's absolutely immense pressure. I think more pressure so that's on Ohio State than it is Michigan going into this one. Yeah, there's a lot of people who looked at that game, including Las Vegas. That line has dropped to, I think it's like the last time I checked, I think it's Michigan like three and a half point favorites and figuring you get three points for being at home. Vegas is saying what I'm saying. You flip a coin for this one because I, Ohio State is playing a lot better football, but then I have to look at the caliber of teams that they were playing. You played Michigan State and you played Minnesota. No disrespect to those two teams. Not Big Ten powerhouses. You went out there and you did what great teams are supposed to do to subpar teams. You you hammered them. Michigan, Penn State, top five defense. Maryland, yeah. Maryland is the Forrest Gump team. Howard, you, it's like you never know what you're going to get until you line up and kick the ball. You don't know if it's good yeah, Maryland, bad true. Maryland. You don't know. But in that game, they, they did just enough. They won the game. 
Uh, Talia Tungvaloa, a lot of bad mistakes that I'm sure he wishes he can go back to, mm-hmm. to redo. But Michigan asserted themselves and got ready for this game. We don't have to deal with um, what, you know, will Harbaugh be on the sideline or not. They accepted yeah. the fact that he just won't be there. If you're Sharon Moore, what's that like as, as that interim coach going into a game of this magnitude? I don't know that we've seen it. I, I mean, I, I'm thinking, trying to rack my brain. Uh, obviously, in this matchup, we haven't seen it. But uh, you think about the importance of this game and just the magnitude of the rivalry. I don't know if we've ever seen a situation where uh, two rivals like this uh, were going against each other and one had a interim coach in, in place. Uh, and I mean, teams were so close. Right. I mean, I, I guess you would go back to when Luke Fickle took over that year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but even even then they were struggling. Uh, Ohio State still wasn't playing like Ohio State um, to me when when Luke had taken that team over. But you think about where these two teams are and how they're playing and just the magnitude. I think it'll be it'll be quite easy for them to to set some viewership records uh, for this particular matchup. But I think there's immense pressure also on, on the Michigan sideline, and you think about. Uh, Sharon Moore having to not only he's going against a really talented defense. This is not a team that, you know, you're going to have to really be strategic in your play calling as you try to set things up. And, you know, he really, to some degree, hasn't had to, I guess, have that type of have that type of play calling uh, pressure on him to this point. Uh, I think I think he's going to be fine because I think he's going to be. You know he's he's really close to to being a uh, head coach in, in in this in this league in this league or any league for that matter. I think he's that talented and that good at what he does. But you still, I mean, there's there, there's reps to it. You got to take reps. You talk about uh, taking over a, a, a storied program because that's what she's really doing for this particular game. You know, this is this is Marcus Friedman like because I mean you don't know until you your first head coaching job is you know at a major place where everybody's going to be looking at every right. decision you make. And yes, he was able to get the one thousandth win they've done you know at while he was coaching. But this is this is a different this is a different animal. You know, Ryan Day is a outstanding play caller. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna try to put that defense in conflict. So Sharon Moore is gonna have to come up with his the best game plan possible, and I think they'll be able to come up with one. It's really it comes down to being able to execute it. Yeah, I mean I, when I look at this game and, and you talk about game planning, I, I guess I didn't realize how much this team would miss Jim Harbaugh, and and it was funny because. Um, you know, John Jansen kind of put it best. Former Wolverine offensive lineman played in the NFL. I think he may have done some stuff at the at the BTN. But mm-hmm. he was like, well, if you don't think that the coach matters, then imagine if the Lions did everything that they had to do. And then at the last second, Dan Campbell just says, okay, see you guys. I'm going home. I eat popcorn. I'm going to watch the game. And then when he said it like that, it was like, well, yeah, I guess it, it, it really does matter if your head coach is on the sideline or not. You know, Michigan, especially these last couple of games, how would, you know, the defense has not been what they were 
when Harbaugh was on the sideline, yeah, giving up 58, 57 points the first eight weeks. They've given up 53 points in the last three weeks. Yep. Not necessarily, you know, that game plan that you're hoping for. You thought that defense was a lot better. You look at J.J. When J.J., when Jim Harbaugh is there, I think he's mm-hmm. like he's almost perfect. He's throwing no interceptions. When Harbaugh is not on the sideline, just really head-scratching games. Like, I guess I didn't think that missing this man, they would miss this man that much. But it, I, I wonder, can you overcome him not being on the sideline? Or is there something that he could say to them on Friday before the game? Because I don't think you can have that type of, you know, lapses in defense and J.J., mm-hmm can just kind of be, all right, I don't think you'll be able to run the ball 35 straight times against this Buckeye defense. What does Harbaugh have to say to his team to get them motivated, to get them to go out there and get this victory? You know, the way I've put it, um, and I think uh, John is right when he talks about you know having your head coach on the sideline. You know, sometimes when you think about X factors and, you know, and the glue, you, you may be talking about the number two tight end being able to come in and, and be able to, to, to make some plays or a guy like uh, Sonny Styles that, um, that I think is going to have a big part of this game for Ohio State to be able to come down and play versus the run and also play versus the pass. When you think about Jim Harbaugh, he, he really is that X factor, right? Because when, when he's on the field, I mean, guys move around different. There's different energy. And he knows how to press the buttons of every person on, on that roster. And I, I think, you know, when you think about it, yes, he lets his coordinators coordinate and do their thing and make their calls, but it's still important that he's up and down that sideline looking at guys. I mean, we we joke sometimes about him slapping JJ on the shoulder pads and, and hitting him in the chest. So that the may head. mean something. <laughs> It absolutely does to this team. It, all of that stuff means something. So, you know, I, I think the magnitude of the game will have the players dialed in. The question becomes, right, and it's never a problem uh, as a play caller until you come up with that fourth and one or fourth and inches, what's the call going to be? You know, do we go? Do we not? There's going to be some calls like that in this game. And I'm sure they have gone through it. Uh, different scenarios, all the possible scenarios that you could have. But then you're in that moment, and he's got to go and make the right call. Uh, Making the right call is it being executed. That's really what it comes down to, making the right call. This needs to be executed. So, you know, he's going to rely heavily on his, you know, his his coaching staff and his players have got to play their very best. But, you know, there'll be some challenges. And if they can get into a rhythm, Michigan being – where they're able to run the ball, do play action, that's going to be huge for them because I think that's the rhythm that they want to play. You look at Ohio State, they want to spread this thing out, but this is a totally different thing, uh, offense and team, since Henderson has is, is gotten back uh, and really back at 100%. Um, so this is, uh, this is going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah. This is going to be a fun game because when, when I look at both teams, I don't know if – it's been a while since they've been so evenly matched when you go position by position, whether you're talking about the backfield, you can, you can flip a coin there if you want to the offensive line, Ohio state his offensive line is playing so much better right now. Uh, you look at Michigan's offensive line, they've struggled at times, but that's still a, an elite group. You look at the wide receivers, 
you probably give the nudge, obviously, to Ohio State. But then when you you know, go on the defensive side, I think you can. It just depends upon what t- style of play you want to you want. These, these teams are so evenly matched right now that, as I said before, it's going to come down to execution and and who's able to make sure that they're not turning the ball over and and letting people run free through the secondary. Yeah, it's funny because you mentioned Travion Henderson, and that was my next question. Like, if you're Ohio State, do you lean more on him or do you try to get a Buka? And Marvin Harrison Jr. and 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 then Stover, the tight end, and really try to, you know, stretch the field with them, or do you just hammer the ball and, and you just go back to the old days of Bo and Woody, and we just gonna run the ball down your throat? Yeah, I think it's gonna be a combination. I think you'll see Marvin Harrison move around the formation. Uh, Stover will be a big part of it. I think both tight ends are gonna be big parts uh, of the game plan uh, because when Ohio State has had some issues defensively uh it's been in the middle of the field with a a a talented tight end and they're going to be playing against a couple of them when you when you look at this michigan uh tight end group so you know i think both of those guys are going to be big parts of it but it's it's going to go back and forth and you you're going to have to be able to score touchdowns you know that that getting inside the you know the the red zone and kicking field goals yeah. That's not going to win you this game. Field goes not going to win because both yeah. of these teams can, yeah, both of these teams can take it to the house uh, and be explosive and and being able to do that. So, Howard, um, who's a, a surprise player? Somebody that people need to watch out for for Michigan for Ohio State in this game. Man, you know, you know, I keep going back to Sonny Styles, um, and you know, he's a linebacker hybrid player. <laughs> I mean, he's just so talented. Uh, he can cover. He can get down and get in the box. Uh, he's one of those guys that, to me, will be a big part of it because if you're if Ohio State or if Michigan wants to go try to spread you out and, and see what you do, he can still come down in the box. Sometimes when you when you spread teams out, that gives you an advantage to the run game, and you have numbers there. But when you have a a, a guy that can also hold up as a linebacker, you know it, it's that becomes a difference maker. And also, you know, he'll be able to kind of keep an eye on exactly where JJ is going. I, I thought what Ohio State did uh, in keeping Talia inside the pocket uh, and forcing him to stay inside was pretty much what you're going to see this Ohio State team. They'll need to be able to do that once again. I think Roman Wilson for Michigan, I mean, he's, he's, he, he's got to be there. Um, wow. I, I know what you know what his injury status is going to be but i think this is one of those games it doesn't really matter he's going to figure out how to be on see i don't know because remember i mean yes they didn't need him but remember blake corn was one of those he's going to play through it blake went out there for like a play or two and was like you know what i'm done i can't do this now donovan edwards took over and didn't miss a beat and you know i because when i look at this i'm sitting there saying okay well who which quarterback would feel the most pressure. Is it JJ? Cause it's expected you at home. You, you got to be the leader of this team. Is it Kyle McCord? Because this, you know, CJ Stroud couldn't get it done. Can you get it done? Can you write this ship? I don't know. I mean, I guess the good thing for McCord, you played at Notre Dame at night in front of a hostile crowd and you guys found a way to win. If you JJ, you kind of been struggling, but it, it almost sets up for a fairy tale ending 
going out there and beating the Buckeyes. Which which quarterback you feel like has a little more pressure? Well, I think when you to me you look at at McCord, he's gotten better each week, and yes, he's been able to. He, I think he's benefited by that run game uh, becoming more explosive now that Henderson is back. So he's been able to work that. But one of the things he he did early was he wanted to get it to the tight end, right? So it wasn't it wasn't a situation where he was putting the ball in harm's way early in the season. Now people didn't like the the dink and dunk type stuff, right? But he's now gained confidence where now all of a sudden. <laughs> He's throwing up those 75, 25 balls to Harrison, and he's coming down with them because they're not 50-50 when you're throwing to him. No. But <laughs> I, I think his <laughs> – his, uh, so I, I, I really like where he is right now because he, he's trending up. He's you know been consistent and has continued to get better. J.J., on the other hand, I, I think because J.J. can make the plays he can make with his legs because and they're going to need him, to do that sometime uh, in this game, he can sometimes put the ball in harm's way and he can sometimes make some uh, uh, some questionable throws if he's under pressure. But I, I would think that there is a, an immense amount of pressure on J.J. to get this done because of the expectations and what they've been dealing with the entire year, right? He, he's a guy that, that knows that he's the key to this team, not just the offense, but the team. So if he's playing well and he, you know, he's got the mojo going, man, they're they're going to be tough to beat because now you look at, you know, some third down. It might be third and four, third and five. All of a sudden he rolls out or he doesn't roll out. Uh, he just steps up in the pocket and makes a guy miss and he's gone. He has the ability to make those plays. So, you know, knowing that he can make those plays and wanting to make those plays, uh, I think it's going to be a big part of the game and. So I, I would probably say there, there's more pressure there uh, for J.J. because it, the expectations are that you're the best quarterback on the field and you have to go out and prove it when the ball's in your hands. All right. And so, Howard, I'm going to end this with this. Uh, I'm going to let you be a pseudo-prognosticator. Okay. Oh, Michigan wins this game if and Ohio State wins this game if. I think Michigan wins the game uh, if they can make this game what it has been the last couple of years. Uh, the physical point at the point of attack, being able to run it uh, when they needed to throw it, they were able to uh, coming up. I think that's the biggest thing. Obviously, coming up with some turnovers would be huge. <clears throat> but I think being who they are and being able to stay in the mode that Michigan football has been for the last the, the last, really, the last three years, the run game hasn't been where it's been the last two years. I think we we just should acknowledge that. So I don't know that, that Ohio State is is fearful of what they what they've seen on tape compared to where they they've seen a few years ago or or last year, the year before. I think Ohio State wins the game um, if Marvin Harrison just if if he has three touchdowns. I, I think the game is is Ohio State. Um, because he, yeah. I mean, if he's got three touchdowns, he's sitting in New York. Yeah, it, it's um, yeah. I, I just think that the way they're playing right now, you two weeks ago, um, I was, was no doubt in my mind, Michigan was was going to win this game, but after the last couple of weeks of watching Ohio State, this thing is just like we talked earlier. 
it's a pick em, man. It, it really is because this thing is going to come down to, you know, who doesn't make the mistakes at the critical points and, and being, being able to execute. But this is um, this is going to be and that's I think that's the, the beauty of it. And I'm kind of glad it's this way now because you don't know, really. I mean, people can sit around and say, well, yeah, it's Michigan, Ohio State. But I don't think more people are probably like, wow, this is going to be a close game. They, I don't think it's going to be you know, high scoring. I think it'll be close. It'll come down to the fourth quarter. Be shocked if one of these teams just delivers a knockout blow in the first half. It's possible, but I would be shocked if that happened. I think this is going to come down to the fourth quarter and, and be one for the ages. So, Howard, let's let's go to the rest of the league. And I guess, like, if you're when, – when you're looking at the, some of the other teams, like some teams are, like, trying to get that bowl bid and they want to get that six win. Mm-hmm. Some already have them. But, you know, what do you say to your team in the final week if you don't know – you know there's no chance of going to a bowl game. You're, you're Walters. You're, you're, you're Barnett. Like – what do you? What is your speech mm-hmm. to the team to say, guys? I need you to go out here, and let's. You know, is it just let's finish the job because there's no motivation, there's no nothing on the line. This is going to be your last game of the season. What do you say to the players? Yeah, I, I think if you're if you're particularly Purdue, I mean, you know, this is a rivalry game for them, right? Um, they can give you some bragging rights. You you go into the off season or or the off season with a little momentum, at least feeling good about yourself. You walked away from a, um, you know, a season. It obviously was a disappointment if you're Purdue, but, but you're, you know, there were some signs that they're going in the right direction. So for it, I think you just have to say, Hey guys, you know, we let's finish it. Cause that's really what it comes down to. You, you guys are still going to be playing for, for positions next year. Uh, guys that won't be back are playing for possible uh, more tape draft uh, stock that's out there. So I, I think there's still a lot for these these players to play for, you know, individually. But they it's nothing better than if, if your season hasn't gone right and you get a win at the end, yeah. okay, then we were, we were at least able to win our last game and, and go off uh, and send the seniors out the right way. Do you treat it like a bowl game? Being able to go. I don't know if you can treat it like a bowl game because, you know, the reality well, is. Well, I guess the reason why I know. say that, hold on, I, I say that for like if you're the, especially like you're the coaching staff, we're going to empty the playbook out. We're going to trick plays. We're going for it. We're running <laughs> fake punts. Like they're, they're, because there literally is no tomorrow. This is it for us for this right. season, especially with Indiana and Purdue, neither one going to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Just kind of throw, say, F it. Let's just go out here and play and have fun. Yeah, I think you I think you have to let it go and be loose, right? And be as loose as you can. But, you know, Indiana to me, you know, the way they finished up last week was, you know, kind of disappointing the at the end toward the end of the game or at the end of the game. So they've got some stuff that they would like to do. I mean, again, this has been a disappointing season for both teams. Both teams had high hopes. Uh and, you know, Michigan State had high hopes as well. But, you know, we are where we are right now. And you just got to go out and compete. And if you're a competitor, you're going to want to be out there doing your best and giving your best because what you put on film is going to follow you. If you go, if you're coming back next year, uh, if you're Michigan state, it's, you know, if new coach coming in, evaluating what's on there. I know most coaches come in and they say, well, I'm just going to throw that out and just deal with 
everyone has a clean slate, but I think the, the truth is they look back and yeah. they great the film <laughs> and they look, take a look to see what's happening. Right. It's about going out and just giving your best. And I think that's what it comes down to. And Hey, if you, if you're a team on the brink, like Illinois sitting there, um, needing a win, uh, uh, to get a bowl bid, yeah. uh, it, you know, it's a lot to fight for. They have, have had a disappointing season as well. So all of a sudden getting a bowl, getting a bowl bid, no matter what that bowl is, gives you that extra 15, 15 practices or so, <laughs> and gives you an opportunity to tell your recruits for your recruits to get excited about, hey, listen, we struggled a little bit, but you know, we're in the right direction and doing the right thing. So come on and join us. So, you know, that extra game is huge. Yeah. I mean, because you got Nebraska, Minnesota, yeah. Illinois, all got a bowl bid on the line. All of them want to get mm-hmm. that that extra game because it's funny because like state fans would would always make fun of the uh, the quick lane bowl played at Ford Field. Like, man, nobody want to play uh-huh. in that bowl game. You're, right now, they would jump on that opportunity just to play Absolutely. one more game. So, yeah, for those who have a bowl on the line, I can see. But it was, I always wonder with those who just – you really don't. You got players, especially yeah, with tough, the portal man. now, you kind of checked out. Like, yeah. are you really even giving it your all? Or are you already trying to see where you're going next year or – I just wonder, like, if you're a coach, how do you galvanize and get that team back together and say, guys, we got to finish this job? It didn't go our way, but, yeah, we finished strong, and let's just go out and have some fun. That's how I see it. Yeah, and and you're right, but but I think some of the other things that you you mentioned, whether or not guys are going to be looking ahead to – Maybe I'm going to get in the portal. Maybe I'm not. Maybe, you know, I'm done. So why do I want to go out here and injure myself? There's so many different things that go into it. But you've just got to hope that you have the right guys that are on your team. And the fact that the guys they're playing next to, their buddies that they've been there for three, four, five years together, uh, you know, you want to play hard for them. And I think that's one of the reasons um, you talk about, they all talk about, Hey, we need to send, send the seniors out the right way, because if you have respect for those guys that have been leaders on your team, you're going to you know, dial in and try to make sure that you're able to come up with the win. Now, obviously it doesn't work out for, for every senior class, but at least that's one way of, of trying to press all the right buttons, uh, for your team to go out and play as hard as they can. Now, if you got bad leadership, nobody cares, right? Yeah, right. Nobody cares then. But if you have some guys that you know have laid it on the line, played, injured, uh, done everything that they were supposed to do uh, to help the the program and the university to to move forward, then you're going to play as hard as you can for those guys. So, Howard, I'm going to leave with the, the most important question. Are, are you a ham um, or a turkey guy? I'm a turkey That's guy. Here. I'm a really? turkey guy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes it's deep fried. Uh, I, I love a fried turkey. <laughs> Man, who turkey. I'm, all, I'm all about the spice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, cause I, I've actually thought about, and I may do it either. I may do it another time or for to, to practice for next Thanksgiving, but I saw this um, for this smoked turkey where you spatchcock it, you lay it out flat, and it comes, supposedly it comes yeah. out juicy. So, I know some people. Well, that's what they. Go ahead. That's what they're saying when when you when you lay it out flat. That's the best. They say that's the best way to do it. Plus, it cuts the cooking time probably in half. Yes, it does. Uh, One and a half as well. So you're not spending as much time in the kitchen. 
So, yeah, I mean, I know some people ham, some people turkey. I was always wondering, what's your favorite side? Hey, where are you on that? Where are you? Are you, going you know to what? <clears throat> ham is the safest bet because it's hard to have bad ham. Turkey, <laughs> if you get it done right, it's delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People can if it it's up, not, it's more room for error. Whew, there's a lot of cranberry sauce you putting on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> it Trying to dress that thing up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, let's put a little bit more of that. Let's mix it in with a lot. If I can eat the turkey standalone, that means it's good turkey and I like it. There you go. But a lot of people can't make turkey. They they just yeah. they think they can, but they can't. Yeah, With Sam, ham, ham is that I know what it's gonna be. Ham is McDonald's <laughs> of Thanksgiving. You know exactly what it's it may not be the best, right? But I'm not shocked and I'm not surprised. There so, you go. What about your side? What's your favorite side? Oh my goodness. Well, I'm a mac we ask deep guy. questions here. Yeah, I'm, I'm a mac and cheese guy, but you know, my dressing is you know. I'm all about, I'll have the regular dressing, but oyster dressing, uh, oh. one of my aunts makes is uh, phenomenal. See, folks, that, that's, that's, that's that other side of the railroad tracks dressing. That's, that's the rich folks right there. Us po folks, oysters. You mean like in crackers? <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm simple. And people always, they always make fun of me, but I'm real simple. I just I like mashed potatoes. I do. Okay. I think mean, people are like, well, you not had us like, I'm good. If you got some good dress, I mean a good turkey and what I give me a, a nice helping of mashed potatoes, man, I'm good. I especially like my sister, how she makes them. Uh-huh. And then uh actually my my, uh, my 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 radio partner gave me this recipe he had, and I was just like, Man, where did this come from? But yeah, it's like you got to get this special type of white cheese and mix in there. And I was just like, it, it was a hit. Let's put it like that. When I served okay. it, it was a hit. I'm a mashed potatoes guy. So, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Solid. So, yeah. So, yeah. Solid. Howard, go enjoy the turkey. Yeah. Go have some <laughs> And you have a great Hopefully, one as well, man. I, I, I think the game Saturday, I, I think whoever gets the lead early is going to turn it into a boat race. I think if Michigan gets it, then all the emotion, all the adrenaline is just going to pile in and they just going to they, they're going to wax Ohio State. And I think conversely, if Ohio State jumps out early, I think that all the pressure will finally just bust that pipe. And I I, I, I don't see it being that close game. I just yeah. think that and who God forbid, whoever loses it. Yeah, Whew, it's going to be gonna be a rough week let's just put yeah. it like <laughs> a rough couple of weeks <laughs> right all right howard uh appreciate you doing this um and hey we take this on wednesday so if anything new happens on michigan we didn't know about it so that's why we didn't <laughs> right uh but howard enjoy your thanksgiving i want everybody out there watching and listening enjoy your thanksgiving we'll be back for a big 10 championship week pod come next week but right now for Howard Griffith of the Big Ten Network, I'm Rico Beard. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Keep liking, subscribing, watching. Tell your friends about the Five Star Zone. We will be back next week.